0: Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus. Jesus can help me, Jesus alone. Have you had those moments or times or seasons In your life where you walked or found yourself in a situation that you didn't ask for something came into your life you wouldn't have had it wrapped under a Christmas tree Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden it's in your lap and you have to deal with it sure some of the things that we go through we bring upon ourselves Be not deceived, God is not mocked whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. But there are also times God places us in certain valleys or situations or storms or those things, trials of life. Israel had sinned against God with idolatry and God was going to send them to Babylon. They didn't ask for it. You can say they brought it upon themselves but it wasn't somewhere they intended to be. Sure. Sure. Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders, which were carried away captives, and to the priest, and to the prophets, and to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captives from Jerusalem to Babylon. I notice as I focus in on that word, residue. You know what that means, leftovers? Right. 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 Yeah. Here is Jeremiah writing to the leftovers that got hauled off. Why are these people leftovers? Look at verse two. After that Jeconiah, the king and the queen and the eunuchs and the princes of Judah and Jerusalem and the carpenters and the smiths were departed from Jerusalem. That means all the the professional people, all the noble people, all the royal people, all of the folks who had studied and learned and were of value to Babylon were carried away first. They're already in Babylon, but here's a small crowd, the leftovers, insignificant to the world, insignificant to Nebuchadnezzar, meaningless to Babylon, but they were taken. Jeremiah's writing a letter because those folks were the remnant that was faithful and got left behind so he's writing to them and he says in verse 4, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. I have caused. Did the Jewish people want to be in Babylon? Absolutely not. Did they want to be considered the off scouring the residue, the leftovers? Absolutely not. Did they request and send out emails and get on Facebook and say, hey, we'd love to come to Babylon. Here's a happening place. No. They were put into a situation they did not ask for, did not want, and would not like to have had gift wrapped under a Christmas tree. But they're in a situation. They can't change it. And God tells them in this message from Jer- Jeremiah, I caused you to be carried away. Sure. This is of me, says the Lord. Yeah. Now, I know you sin, but I've got something for you to learn while you're in Babylon. Uh-huh. Can I entitle the message, if you will, Making the Best of Your Babylon? Wherever it is you are today, whatever baggage you carried in with you, whatever your mind is thinking on outside of this meeting, that is your Babylon. Maybe there's been someone recently who you love dearly and they've passed on, gone to glory. Maybe an individual in your family was in a car wreck that incapacitated them. Maybe you've got an elder parent who you have assumed care for. Maybe you've got an adult child who makes very bad decisions. Maybe finances aren't what they used to be. The church isn't great like it used to be. Folks are leaving. Folks have, le- have fallen away. COVID came in, messed us all up. And I'm just in a situation. And God said, I've caused you to be there. Now that's hard to swallow. As these other men of God have said this morning, we find ourselves in a situation, and we say, "Why me? Why this? Why now? How long, O oh Lord?" Sure, didn't want to be here, but I'm here, and God said, "I caused you to be there." Uh, right. Well, what are we here for, Lord? Maybe we're here for personal reasons. Look at what verse five says. While you're there in Babylon, he says, build ye houses and dwell in them. Mm-hmm. Start a new life where you are. Rebuild. Right. Yep. You know, a, a lot of the folks up in our area, in North Carolina, uh, got used to watching our services by internet. And they admitted to me, said, we'd rather stay at home in our pajamas than come to church. Don't have to put on a dress, don't have to put on a tie. Now, I don't know how you South Carolina people have faced it, but after COVID, some of my folks didn't care to come back, even though they could have. Uh, sure. And when the people don't show up, guess what else don't come in? Wallets, purses. <laughs> Can we be real? Yes, sir. <laughs> your, your attendance goes down. Your availability of money goes down. The budget is crumbled. You're wondering, why, Lord, why this? And then God sneaks up on you and says, I caused this. God if he has a sense of humor is not a very nice sense of humor I think he does laugh at me I want you to rebuild I've had people come to me I don't know if it's happened here in South Carolina preacher we don't know where we're supposed to go but we just know it ain't supposed to stay here and they're gone again without the bodies they ain't the budget I know you preachers like, how many are you running? I don't run anyway. I can't. Now I can sleep about 75 to 100 every Sunday. You can run them, I sleep them. But some of my preacher boys, I've got three special men in my church, preachers. They came and said, Pastor, we want you to quit dwelling on those who left. And start concentrating on us who are here. That was a wake up call, pastors. That was a wake up call. Rather than whining over the ones who had gone, whining over the ones who are staying home in their pajamas, focus on the group you still have. And try to meet their needs. Minister to them, preach to them. Hope that you can get some saved and some salvaged. What is he saying here? Build houses, rebuild your lives. I put you there. I caused you to go. Dwell in those new houses. Plant gardens, verse 5, and eat the fruit. Just rebuild your lives. Personal things. You needed to know. That's why I sent you to Babylon. Verse 6, take your wives, beget sons. He said, start families. And if you've got a family, he says, give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters, grandbabies, that you can be increased... There. Do you see that word? T H E R E? That you may be increased there, not back where you came from. Yes, sir. I'm doing a work in your life. I caused you to go there. You're in your Babylon. Now I want you there. Uh, right. Wow. Good. And don't be diminished. The next time that the Lord says, I have caused, is here in verse 7. Seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away captives You don't like those Babylon Babylonians. You don't like that Babylonian culture. You don't like that society But I have caused you to go there and here's what I want you to do pray for Babylon pray for that culture Pray for those people. I sent you there so that you could learn some prayerful things. You've learned some personal things. Now I want you to learn some prayerful things. He says, seek the peace of that city and pray unto the Lord for it. Now check this at the end of verse 7. For in the peace thereof you shall have peace. Oh, they were wringing their hands, they were all nervous, they were upset, they were filled with anxiety, I don't want to be here, I don't like this, this is too hurtful, I want to go home, pooch, man. And the Lord said second time, I caused you to be there now you start praying for that uncomfortable situation you pray for that location you pray for that society you pray for that culture because when you start praying for them what's at the end of verse 7 you're gonna have that inner peace no matter whether you're at Babylon Myrtle Beach Sevierville or wherever you are where Minnesota where were you brother Jones Michigan whether you're in Michigan or Taylorsville Wow. When you start praying for those around you who may not know your Lord, you're going to have that inner peace and you'll have that that feeling of a mission and a ministry. But most of us, myself included, I don't want to be here. This is not where I wanted to be. This is uncomfortable. This hurts. Oh Lord, how long? I think he says, Bruce, shut up. I caused you to be there. Now, you make the best of it. Be prayerful. Verse 8, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your, the Jewish, the Israeli, prophets, your diviners, that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which you cause to be dreamed. Now I'm in my Babylon, and I call my pastor, and I say, put me on the prayer list, I don't want to be here. And my pastor says, well, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. And I say, I don't want to hear that right now in my life. It may be doctrinal, it may be Bible truth, but I am uncomfortable, I am not satisfied, and I don't want you telling me all things work together for good. Yeah. Can I caution you? When someone in your family or your church passes and you go to be a blessing to that family, they probably know in their mind and in their heart that all things do work together for good, but they don't want you at the end of that casket telling them that. If you have no words to say at all, just let them know you're there. Let them know you care. They'll figure it out pretty soon. God's Holy Spirit will direct them. What was Jeremiah saying? I don't want you to consult your preachers because I sent them there too. They're no better off than you are. They're in a mess. So he says, I don't want your prophets. I don't want your diviners that may be in the midst of you. They'll deceive you. And then I like the last part of verse 8. And don't rely on the dreams that you caused to be dreamed. Now, they moved from eating fish and good nutritional stuff to Babylon that had pizza and spaghetti and tacos. (laughs) They were used to healthy food back in Jerusalem, and now they've moved to a place that has all types of Whoppers and Krispy creams. Are y'all getting hungry yet? That was my intention. And they filled up on pizza and went to bed and had visions and dreams that were not of God. They were from indigestion and tomato sauce. <laughs> And Jeremiah said, when you wake up in the morning and you've had some dreams and some visions, I didn't give them to you. It was that spaghetti you ate before you went to bed. Verse 10, for thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon. Did you catch that? I've given you a time frame. 70 years. Your trial is not going to last throughout eternity. There will be a stopping point. For them, it was 70 years. He said, At the end of 70 years at Babylon, you're not getting out of that situation until it's been completed. Until you have learned what I want you there, don't even worry about getting out. He said, After 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, look at his promise. I will visit you, I will perform my good word toward you, and I will cause you to return to this place. What place? Jerusalem. Guess where God was standing? Back in the holy city. He said, I put you there. Twice he said, I caused you to go there, but I want you to learn some personal things there. I want you to rebuild your life. I've tried to teach you some prayerful things. I want you to get in tune. Your trial will not last through eternity. It's temporal. It will end. But in the meantime, I've got some things I want you to learn. And so after you've learned those things, I'll stop that trial, that situation. I'll change that atmosphere, and I will visit you. Oh, I love that. I'll perform my good word toward you, and I'll cause you to come out of there. Verse 11, one of the verses that many people quote, for I know, this is for the Lord. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not evil, to give you an expected end. Look at what God said. I know, I understand what you're going through. I caused you to go there. But I also am having some good thoughts toward you. My thoughts toward you, my reason for sending you there is peace, not evil. I sent you there. To reach an expected end. I had a purpose. I needed you to transition from being back in Jerusalem. Oh, woe is me. Poop's mouth put me on the prayer chain. I wanted to move you from that. I wanted to increase your faith. I wanted you to trust me. I wanted you to understand that I'm God and you're not. And when you've gotten to that expected end, then things will change. Notice what changes, verse 12. Then ye, or shall ye, call upon me. That indicates they had not been calling on him very much during that situation. You will call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me. And I promise you, I will hearken unto you. I am going to bend my ear from the portals of heaven and pay attention to you. But not until the 70 years is done. Not until you've learned. Not until you've been persuaded. Not until you've learned to trust me. But at the end of that season, you'll talk to me. I'll answer. I'll hear you. Yes, sir. And ye, verse 13, shall seek me. My, it looks like during that transition, they've not been seeking the Lord. He said, you shall seek me. And look at the promise in verse 13. You will find me when you shall search for me with what? all your heart. It seems that the Lord is telling these folks what his purpose was, what his intention was. Their prayer life had slacked off. They had not sought for God. They weren't seeking after him. He said, at the end of this 70 years, I believe you're going to be talking to me. You're going to be looking for me. You're going to be seeking me. And it won't just be a routine daily devotional. You will be seeking me with all your heart. You'll be crying out, oh God. It won't be now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. (laughs) You will be seeking me with all your heart. Verse 14 introduces our third I caused you. Listen carefully. Verse 14. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. I will turn away your captivity. Oh, that's good news. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places, whither I have what? Driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. Now we know that this particular passage deals with those Jewish people being hauled off to Babylon. Did you notice in verse 14, he said, I'm gonna turn away your captivity, but then he added this, I will gather you Jewish people from all the nations. Not only did some end up in Babylon, most of them did but those Hebrew people were scattered throughout all the Gentile world. So he's not speaking about just releasing them from Babylon. There's a greater picture here. God is saying there's coming a time that I will cause all my people to be regathered from around the world, and I'm going to establish the kingdom and Messiah will be on the throne and you will have a thousand years to be together with him. And then he ends with I caused it. Three different times in this small message to the captives, God said, I put you there. I caused this because I wanted you to be greater servants of mine than you were when you were at home and content and complacent. I had to move you out of your comfort zone made you mad made you unhappy but now that I've gotten your attention your trial will end I will hear you when you pray and I'm gonna rectify the whole mess and bring us together I go away to prepare a place for you and if I go away I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am There you may be also. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com.